everyone. How you doing? I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Okay, okay, okay. A Packer fan, a Saints fan, and a Broncos fan walk into a bar to watch the Vikings play. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. When I left you last week, I... Told you the Vikings gonna were gonna win. I never gave up hope. Stan, See, and I think you're lying on that. You say I don't believe you had any faith with ten I seconds to go. Text messages to prove it, and I even my daughter didn't believe me either. I even had to show her the messages, and I kept saying it's gonna be the greatest win ever for the Vikings. Don't give up hope. It's not over yet. Okay, did I see that coming? No, no, none of no, us did. no, absolutely not. None of us did. But a whole week later, I'm still reveling in the sweet, sweet taste of victory. It almost didn't feel right as a Vikings fan. Yeah, for me. yeah, it felt right to me. It felt so right to but me. But we have to win these next two games. That's... What a stunner! Oh my God, did you watch it over and over oh, yeah. and well, you over avoid again? It. it was everywhere. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, come on! Only the Vikings can blow a 17 point lead and then come back in the last 10 seconds and have a 61 yard touchdown run it's just it's just absolutely unbelievable i think some really key things came out of this too and you folks that don't like football uh think of this keenan said that's the quarterback keenan said um after it was over it was the third greatest moment in his life right behind giving his life to jesus christ and marrying his wife what a lucky lady i know right you just don't hear smart athletes. man smart man yeah you just don't hear athletes say things like that and and to some of you other people no prince was not there no we didn't have any riots uh it was just crazy it's going to be a little different this weekend for the nfc championship we play the eagles the eagles are kind of like like underdogs like the vikings yep. too because they've been to the super bowl twice and lost the vikings have been to the S word four times and And their backup quarterback as well. Yep. Yep. And the Eagles won last week um, with a goal line stand. So, I mean, this week. Their defense is going to be tough the way it sounds. (gasps) So I I hope we can pull it off. (laughs) It'd be fantastic. Paul Allen says this team is special. And um, I'm beginning to think he might be, he actually might be right. I'm a little upset with Amy Klobuchar, though. Amy Klobuchar. Oh, grr. Speaking of which, Jim Newberger, who's going to beat Amy Klobuchar in this year's election, he's going to call in at 415. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the government shutdown. But. Amy Klobuchar made a bet, and and Kemp's made special purple ice cream. Purple, I would have bought purple ice cream. Yeah, I would have. And we won, and she still sent it to him. I suppose she had to get rid of it. Yeah, because she already spent her money. Yeah, right. And oh my God, the the memes and the funny things. That, did you see the clip of the the person's Apple Watch that said you were at a resting not. heartbeat, and all of a sudden your heart rate went crazy? Are you having a heart attack? Yeah. I could totally see. <laughs> and that. the guy from ba- that was over in Bangkok and had to fly like thirty hours back because he pulled his Achilles right. tendon. <laughs> I saw that one. I saw that one too. Or 
or the church that that sent out the thing. If you prayed for the Vikings yeah, to win, church there. starts at yep. eight, ten, and twelve, or whatever, whatever it was. And and how about the NFL promoted this week? They promoted in their chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl. They promoted the Vikings, even though we haven't haven't won tonight's game yet. I mean, that's uh, kind of crazy. I think what else is really important too is the Washington Times noted this past week no teams zero teams with football players who continued to kneel during the national anthem uh until the end of the regular season have made it into the playoffs Sounds I think, like a conspiracy to me. I think that's pretty significant. Zero. Either you're focused on winning a football game or you're trying to make a, some sort of a, a some statement. sort of a, yeah, and I got no time for it. Um, I have a great show lined up for you guys today. Obviously, I am so excited for the Viking game. I can hardly stand it. Not quite as confident this week as I was last week, but go Vikings. I know you can do it. I have a great show planned for you today. I invited Senator Dave Osmick in with me. We're going to talk about what he saw and learned and and some of his thoughts from being out on the campaign trail in his quest to be our next governor. He would have been a great governor, by the way. Um, but now we have him back as a verbal senator, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and I want to ask him, too, are the politicians listening to what the people of Minnesota want, or are they just focused on their political agenda? I have a long list of some of the things that Democrats really want to focus on this upcoming legislative session. We'll, we'll see what Senator Osmick has to say about that. In the second hour, I mentioned Jim Newberger is going to call in at 4.15. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the government shutdown. We'll talk about Trump's first year in office. How would you grade his first year as president? Uh, and and um and and just what you think about all that plus i am so furious because the prohibitionists and the socialist micromanagers and there's so many of them here in minnesota they're always busy, always busy, and we're seeing uh, a big push now to lower the drunk driving threshold from 0.08 to 0.05. No, 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 leave us alone. So that makes I me bet crazy. I Uber's uh, lobbying hard for that one. <laughs> yeah, they probably are, Stan. Yeah. Good one. Did you see that people now, because they can't afford the ambulance rides, that now when they get sick or hurt, they're taking Uber to the emergency room? Yeah, I've heard it's quicker, actually, than taking (laughs) the the ambulance. That's not very And cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's troubling. That's really troubling. Okay. Um, Hello, Senator Osmick. How are you? Welcome. Uh, Good afternoon, conservative infidels. I I was so happy when you called in last week to weigh in on uh, who knows what we were talking about. And then I called you yesterday and said, hey, buddy, come on in. (laughs) I got lots to talk about. Uh, I'm more than happy to come at your beck and call. Senator Uh, Limmer Limmer and I were out uh, door knocking for Denny McNamara today. This This morning I went out and almost separated my... My shoulder on some no. ice uh so i'm i'm working today in pain <laughs> way to tough it out but we had over 25 people this morning we had over 35 people this afternoon we're going to win that seat say what you want we have to have another another vote in the senate to make it a little bit more uh, make us stronger so that we can do the right things because when you only have a one vote majority everybody is a terrorist <laughs> oh, that's true that that's you're 100 percent right there and I know Denny doesn't vote the way I want him to vote. 
Most of the time. Mo- you know what? If, if he can vote the right way 80% of the time, I can live with the other 20%. It's 50% yeah. of the time. You know what? I, I I had low hopes for another member that came, and I won't say who, what his name is. Jim Abler? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I had low hopes, and the, the bar was set very low. You know what? He did actually do very well in the last session. He did not All have right. any terroristic activities. He did not stomp his feet. He didn't make... He actually did a lot of things that need to be done. And I'm glad about that. And I am maybe too. maybe a leopard can change its stripes. But say wow. this, say what you want about uh former representative McNamara. I hope he's going to be a colleague of mine and we will work to make sure he follows the path of the straight and narrow. Okay, I would just like to point out you're wearing a wild jersey today. It yes. is hockey day today. It is. We and, love the wild too. And I got tickets. I share season tickets, so I'm going tonight with my wife. Oh, We're going nice. to go grab something to eat right after the program and then go down to the game and uh yes, uh, I would be very optimistic for the Vikings, except for the fact they have broken my heart every single year, and I'm getting very tired of seeing my heart broken every it's single our year. year. It's our year. It's I'm optimistic. Our, it's our year. I'm optimistic. It's our year. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, I want to tell you something, Senator Osmick. So they've shut down some of the roads. They're doing road work. Uh, some of the roads leading into downtown Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Why, you ask? Why, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, because they're adding lanes, not to move commerce, not to move public safety, not to move those of us that drive our cars any faster. No, no. It's to make less congestion during the Super Bowl. Wait a second. That sounds like a good idea. Less congestion? It I is think a I good idea. But they're not going to leave it. After the Super Bowl's over, they're going to take it away again. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the car crashes and spin-outs. Over a thousand of them last Sunday night. Let's see if MnDOT can do any better on Monday. Well, they might do a little better just because there's going to be some 18,000 Minnesota federal workers who won't be going to work on Monday. And I also want to tell you about the $400 million that MnDOT is sitting on for this thing called Corridors of Commerce. Stay tuned, everyone. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Sue Jeffers. Joining me today is... Go Vikings! I'm in here. Skull! Skull! Yeah! Let's make let's make a video that we can put up on on the internet stand. I will not be yeah. involved in the Skull Chant video. <laughs> Sue Jeffers, the bluebird of happiness. Did, did you see? I know, right? Totally. <laughs> this is not. This is a change for me. <laughs> did you see? All, I mean, schools did it. Businesses did it. Government agencies. All the people who worked in Minneapolis City Hall. They're all doing their Skull things. All wearing their purple. I, uh, yeah, uh, go Vikings. Uh, other big news too. Um, you know how I frequently talk about how New Brighton's in the in the news, and usually it's something from our crazy New Brighton mayor, how she's embarrassed us again, or there's another lawsuit against her, or the city, or whatever. Well, this time we have the um, Austin, Trevor, and Connor Barts of New Brighton. Every year they build a giant snow creature, and everybody goes crazy. People from all over the metro area come into New Brighton to see whatever their spectacular snow uh piece is every single year this year it's a lobster and the lobster's name is digs ha do you get it 
Yeah, I know. I know. I can't help it. I'm, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I've always been a Viking fan. And you know what? I still fought just as hard not to give Ziggy and the Vikings one dime for that publicly funded stadium. But I still love my Vikings. I love my twins, the Wild, the, the Timberwolves, the Gophers, all of them. I know, Osmic, you're over there wiping your brow. I know. Uh, I know. You're making me sweat. My heart, too. And, and I keep telling everyone, I am well aware of the long and mostly sad history of Minnesota sports. And I have very carefully managed my expectations. But when there's something to be happy about, let's be happy about it. Well, it was fun to watch the shoe go officially go on the other foot because I watched 12 Men in the Huddle and an interception by Brett Favre. And I just cried. Well, not physically, but I just I went, Mike, this is the year. This is the one we were supposed to do. It was fun. It was poetic justice that the Saints had that happen to them after Bounty Gate, after everything that they went. We should have won that damn game back in, what was it, 09? 09. Um, We should have won that, and they know it. So uh, after everything they did to us, they tried to kill Brett. Well, then again, every year we... Except for the years that he was here, we always wanted to see Brett Favre get killed. <laughs> uh, but, but it was it was fun to see them get their comeuppance. It would have been only more fun to see the Falcons come to the Met- to the uh, to the U.S. Bank Stadium. I was going to say know. Metrodome and have that that little uh, that little thing revenge put on them too. But well, oh well, we'll get them another. Paul we got them Allen, this year already once. So. Paul Allen says this team is special. I don't know if I've quite got that same vibe going. <laughs> Uh, about them, but I, I do feel like they've got it in them. And if if there's spirit out there, we have plenty of it here in Minnesota. So, and no, Stan, I never gave up hope. Never, <laughs> even down to the last minute, I never gave up home uh, hope. I was texting my relatives. No, no, no. Okay, Dave Osmick, um, tell tell us what area you represent um cuz you're a senator and tell us um what committees you sit on i uh, represent senate district 33 which is the west side of hennepin county going from chanhassen in the south all the way up the west side of hennepin county to corcoran and greenfield in the north okay my biggest pet peeve with politicians is when they say District 33 and don't tell people what <laughs> cities they are. Cause you know what? I'm invested in Minnesota politics and I can barely remember what district I'm in. I can tell you all the cities. I got 22 of the buggers. So, oh or 21 gosh. or 22 or 20. I forget what the number is. Corcoran, Greenfield, Orono, Medina, Mound. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> you get the idea. And what committees are you on? I'm the chair of the Energy and Utilities Committee in the state Senate. I also sit on the Transportation Committee. I sit on on the uh, local government committee, and I sit on the bonding committee. So when we start down the path of the bonding bill, I'm going to not only get a vote on the Senate floor on what we're going to do, but I also have a set of a vote in committee. And I am very reticent to be going down. Well, the governor asked for $1.5 billion. Astonishing. Billion. Astonishing. This is crazy. Max out our state credit card, leave our children with that kind of debt is just absolutely fiscally irresponsible and i has I said when i was on the campaign trail i said this we have got to start weaning ourselves off of it can we go cold turkey no because there are some things that make sense for us to bond for durable things right, right. that we want to pay over time but we can do a whole lot less of it we can also stop paying for snow making machines we can also <laughs> stop paying for uh, 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 uh arts galleries and everything else that we do uh one of them was the ski jump i mean come on guys we don't need that that's not that critical. that's a, a local 
responsibility. Right. It should not be the responsibility of the entire state of Minnesota. My proposal was we are always retiring bonds in the state of Minnesota. Every year we're paying off 30-year bonds or 20-year bonds, whatever the case might be. My proposal was we would limit ourselves for the rest of my time on this planet to bonding 10% less than the previous bonds that were previously retired. So if we're Only retired... 10%? Well, it's, the, it's a good start. That's <laughs> okay. the way you start okay. the discussion. 20% okay. would be better. I'd start it at 50% and maybe we can settle at remember, 30. I'm, remember who I'm working with. Yeah, remember who I'm working with a governor that is is certifiably... Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. He's nuts. And I'll get to that in just a second. But if you start a billion-dollar bond, then the next ones you do are $900 million, then the next ones you do are $800. You know, we start to taper ourselves off. And not That's every year. Right. You don't have, we, we're not supposed to be doing a bonding bill last year. Right. That was because the 2016 bonding bill crashed and failed because of the shenanigans right, that happened right. at the Capitol. Uh, but that being said, there were some things like Highway 12 safety money that was in that bonding bill that I did support. But I got real problems here. We can't keep... Why do we want to do two of these things in consecutive years? We can give the taxpayers a break. Oh, we have to give them a break. Okay, so you know how upset I am. I'm angry. I'm angry that we gave a half a billion dollars to the Vikings for the new football stadium. I'm angry that we gave Destination Medical Center a half a billion dollars to to build whatever the heck Destination Medical. It was a handout to the Mayo Clinic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we have the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's here in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. I can hardly stand it. Give me a um, snowstorm. Give me a blizzard. I want 20 below. Let's go. It might happen. Oh, baby, let's do that. I like that. But you've got DOT, and and I'm sure it wasn't DOT. I don't know who decided this, but they're adding lanes of traffic to move people in and out of the Super Bowl. They refuse to add lanes of traffic to move commerce or to move public safety or to move people around. But the Super Bowl comes into town, and they add lanes. What can we do to make sure those lanes are permanent additions? Well, the problem is is they're going to show us that they can do it. Just like when the, the 35 W bridge went down. Right. They changed the configuration of 94. And guess what? It's the same one. When we avoid, they rerouted everything over to 280, and it's still there today. And they found out, well, gee, yes, it's not great that we don't have shoulders, but you know what? How many times do you use shoulders to begin with? It's only in emergency circumstances. So, if what we're going to find out, and I'm going to watch because I'm going to go over there and look at it, yep. and we're going to see how well that happens. And you know what the DOT is going to say? And remember, I said on the transportation committee, they're going to say, oh, this is a great job. We did a really good job. Make it permanent. Make it permanent. Make it permanent. And I'll give you the damn money to make it permanent. There, <laughs> if they, it takes you an extra $10,000, we'll come up with the money. I spend a lot of time driving around, and everywhere I go, I see four-lane roads cut down to three-lane roads with the center lane to be the turn lane, and they call it traffic calming. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I sit at stoplights for four, five, six minutes and, and, and longer if I'm waiting for a stupid light rail train to go by. Or bike lanes? Which are decorated, by the way. <laughs> the light rail, lane, light rail trains are decorated for the Super Bowl. Well, that's not a surprise. Oh, my God. They, yeah, they have, like, the 50-yard line painted. Remember, that goes ground. outside my window overlooking the Capitol, my no, yeah. my shiny new Senate building that apparently they're doing some, going to oh, do some I'll work on. I'll get to that. Yeah, I'll get to yeah. that in a, in a second. I'm also Without irrit- my knowledge, without our knowledge, by the way. I'm also really irritated at the DOT because the last Sunday night there were 688 crashes, over 400 spinouts. That's 1,000 cars. I don't know how many dead people, uh, but that's... 
that's on the DOT. And in this effort to reduce the use of sand and salt, our roads are treacherous. And hello, Mr. Transportation Committee. I want answers. <laughs> I want answers, Senator Osmond. I, I, here's my answer. I have a sneaky suspicion that some people that work for DOT might have an investment or uh, some type of investing in repair and body shops. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> or I'm towing sure companies. They do. And I also want answers for why that why MnDOT's sitting on four hundred million dollars for these corridors of commerce. Four hundred million dollars. They do not deserve one more dime of money, especially from bonding, let alone a cash hand. Well, when they get in front of us next time, uh, don't worry, we'll be asking those questions. Yeah, maybe I better give you this to take home, <laughs> okay, you, so you okay. so you can you can remember. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break here in a minute. So let me just set up what we're going to do next. When we come back, uh, you ran for governor and thank you. You suspended your campaign and I told people how much I missed your voice while you were running for, uh, governor because you didn't have as much time to like come on my show and, (laughs) and, and explain some of this stuff to me. And every once in a while you'd text me or call in and give us a little Mm -hmm. update or tell me that I was wrong or that I didn't have all the details or whatever, which I'm a hundred percent cool. We ain't talking about that. You know, (laughs) <laughs> but I want to hear I want to hear about your experience running for governor. I want to hear what your thoughts were. I want to hear what issues were important to the people that you talked to. And and I know you spent most of your time talking to Republicans, but I know you also talked to independents and Democrats, mm-hmm. too. And when you look at the list of things that the Democrats are pushing as issues, not only for the governor's race, but also for the legislative session next year, uh, they're just bat poop crazy. Just just crazy some of the things there people if, if they were paying attention would not recognize what the democrat party has become um but first we're going to focus with your experiences running for governor why you decided to suspend your campaign and then we'll get into some of the details including your 90 million dollar senate office building the slob uh 90 million dollar senate senate office building that's getting solar you're on that committee too dear ha love this stay tuned everyone sue jeffers with senator dave osmick twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin cities Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Go Vikings! Yeah, Stan, you missed it. Where's my horn? Where? Can't, I can't play them both at the same time. Well, it cuts turn it the off. music off. Turn the music <laughs> off. Right. Thank right. you. <laughs> oh man, priorities, man, priorities. Uh, anyway, everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good luck to the Vikings tomorrow. You can tell I'm really excited about it. Joining me today, Senator Dave Osmick. Really happy to have you in studio. With oh, me. I'm happy to be here. By the way, did you know that the federal government shut down? <laughs> How has your life changed? Call in now. Sixteen yeah, and a half it, hours. It hasn't. Nothing. It hasn't. And eventually, they are going to. Uh, eventually they're going to figure it out, and sadly it'll open back up again. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's always, federal holidays are always a fun day because... Uh, I, there's no traffic. There's no traffic. Everybody's gone. Everybody's off the roads. Minnesota has 17,000 federal workers. Uh, and they got a lot of state ones, too. state workers, right. 17,000. And then you get into the quasi-government agencies, and I mean... All the cities, all the counties. The colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes on forever. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. 
you ran for governor. Thank you. It's a tremendous, wonderful, awesome, inspiring uh, experience mm-hmm. to do. And and people don't realize that it takes a lot of courage, too, because you stick your neck out there and you're trying to talk about different things. You're trying to bring important issues to the forefront, not to mention it's expensive. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and people don't realize how hard it really is. So thanks for running. That said, I'm glad you're not running anymore because <laughs> I like you sitting in this chair right here and and helping the listeners and me understand the important issues that Minnesotans are thinking about and the important issues that are going to be coming forward for this upcoming legislative session, which thankfully is very, very short and doesn't start until the end of February. But tell us a little bit about your experience. I had fun. And some people, I'm sure there's some people that didn't have fun. I had fun. I love talking with people. Uh, talk mostly with delegates, but talking with independents, some even some Democrats that were seeing their party basically walk away from them because they have supported a number of things that are way off the liberal scale. Um, so I had a great time. I started in August, went to the state fair many days. I bled uh, grease out of my pores, <laughs> I think. Um, but I went there and had lots of fun, did some radio there, and uh, I got to know people. And the, the the great part was meeting the people. Yes. The, the bad part was all the driving. <laughs> because oh, I know. You would drive. It was like I think three weeks in a row. I was in Rochester. Then I went up to Two Harbors and uh, Brainerd and and all around Minnesota. I think Marshall. I put a hundred thousand miles on my car the year I ran against Palenti. I didn't get that far, but uh, I always had a I had targets that I had to make some fundraising targets. But the most important thing to me is delegate support that the party supported you and there were two different measurements and i had to be somewhat successful at least reasonably successful in both of them first one was the state central meeting in december i had to be a close third place i didn't have to win it but i had to be someplace in the ballpark well i came in fifth so Right away, I had to determine, okay, with that level, even though uh, Matt Dean got only 30% of the vote out of 300 people, uh, I only got 6% of the vote. Well, there's there's 100 of you running. Yeah, and that's just the problem. <laughs> and so I looked at that. I looked at my fundraising numbers, which were okay. I had enough money in my Senate account that I could transfer over to the governor's race. Uh, but the next step was going to be spending someplace in the range of fifty to $60,000 in February at the caucus night. And I decided after that little that amount of support, right. where I was in the campaign, uh, that it wasn't necessarily the wisest spending of money. And it's great to hear, probably refreshing to hear candidates saying, you don't want to, if you're not being successful, don't spend the money. And there's candidates in this race that should not be in this race. Right. And I'm going to point to one of them. Oh, please do. I'm going to point to one What's of them. What's her name? Her name is Mary Stevens. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, let's start out with a couple of facts. One, to my knowledge, Mary Stevens has never in her entire life, and she is at least 50 years, I, I don't know how she old she is, but she's my age, I think, has never caucused. Let's let's say that really loudly for those of you who are delegates has never gone to a caucus night in her entire life. Never not, ever? Not that I'm aware of. Never? Now, she wants to refute that. That's fine, but um, my knowledge is she has not. I asked some people in that in the Woodbury area. The other point that I'd like to make is that before she got onto the Woodbury City Council, Woodbury was a plus seven Republican area. Pretty good. Not great. Not like my district, but certainly pretty good. 
Last year, or I'm sorry, it's 2018 now. In 2016, Woodbury was a minus 15 district. What happened? It went from plus 7 to minus 15. Now, if you're trying to tell me, Mary Stevens, that you are governing and you are being a Republican who incidentally has never caucused, has never done anything for the party, and now you want to be the top Republican in this state, and your city has gone from plus 7 to minus 15, you need to explain yourself. Oh, that's for sure. Listen, we have I have gone through this before. I'm going to tell you a little story about a person named Pam Langseth. She ran in 2012 for the endorsement for 33B. That's the district that uh, right now Representative Cindy Pugh holds. Oh, Cindy is my friend. Cindy comes to the state fair. She, yeah, she's been in here. She's all around. Yeah. So uh, Pam Langseth, who, by the way, up until she ran in 2012, had never gone to a caucus. And I know that one for a fact because I have been a caucus attendee since before 2000. I think 1998 was my first year going wow. to a caucus. Wait, so, caucus, by the way, folks, February 6th, you should all go. I hear there's a straw poll for governor. Too. There is, there is. So, uh, Don't so any, vote for Dave. No, don't vote for me. <laughs> Don't vote for me. Even Actually, though we like you. Yes. You you need to vote for someone else. But uh, so anyway, Pam Langseth never did anything for the party, never did never showed up at a caucus, never did diddly squat, comes in, wants to be a state representative. Pretends to be a republic pretends to be a Republican. She is a rhino. She's the working definition of a rhino. So after two thousand twelve, I talked to her and she didn't win the endorsement. Uh, well, Cindy, Cindy Pugh won Pugh it. Did. Cindy Pugh mopped the floor with her. Yeah. Because Pam Langsis was a school board member. And to be perfectly honest, not a lot of people in my area trust any school board members. Smart. Uh, I got very smart constituents. <laughs> I can tell. I got very par- smart people Stands that are Republicans. That's right. I know where he lives. <laughs> uh, so I talked to Pam Langseth afterwards and I said, listen, you need to be part of the party. You need to, the, you know, people who are here are the worker bees. These are the people that come to events. These are the people that give money. These are the people that work. And if you want... The- Make phone calls, stuff envelopes, exactly. knock, knock doors. I said, you're young. Cindy may... You know, We have redistricting 10 years from now. Cindy may not even want to continue to do what she's doing. You, there's always another opportunity. So stay, get involved. Start doing... You know what she's done? Nothing. Nothing. So... You said, I have seen an operating definition of a rhino in Pam Langseth. The same one as Mary Stevens. That's she loves, so disappointing. She loves to, Mary Stevens should not be trusted because she has never done anything for the party in her entire life. Now, I'm sure she's going to put out some email. She's going to say, oh, I've done this, I've done that. Well, congratulations. But you know what? You've never done anything as far as I can see. We it shows better. you're Republican. Yep, we deserve better. We did, And we need a track record. And judging from that enormous swing... It uh, doesn't seem like she's the person we want to to lead us down. There. What have you done to change the momentum? Obviously, something isn't working. You're just another one of the rhinos that just likes to go to tea and have tea with your brethren out there and not actually try and put forward the Republican values that the state believes in. Okay, you have a question for Senator Osmick, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. What do you think your highlight was out on the trail? Uh, Besides the people. the pe- Hands down, the people. I love, you're right, I love talking with delegates. Uh, hands down, the best experiences I had were at some of the forums that we had. Um, I, there was one question in the Brainerd Forum, which was right before the State Central, and I got asked a question about compromise. You know, and, and the 
the, of course, it's the Chamber of Commerce was running it, at which we, I have. They problems. are not our friends. Right. They I, are not our friends. Did you see the National Chamber of Commerce came out, came out this week supporting a five cent a gallon gas tax increase every year for the next five years? Yes. Oh, hell no. And then you got chambers of commerce that like light rail. Yeah. And, and it's all crony capitalism. It's yeah. also, you know why we can't get immigration reform around here, around this nation? Because chamber. the Chamber of Commerce wants cheap labor to make sure that they can continue to make high profits for themselves no matter what the repercussions are for the rest of us down here yeah so uh i love the at, the at that chamber going back to that the, the the one moment where i had the most fun was i was asked about compromise and i for the first thing i said i was one of the people with the biggest compromise bill you have ever seen conservative senator osmick was teaming with minneapolis liberals to get sunday sales passed in minnesota it was bipartisan it was compromise we changed the hours of operation it passed through and people were shocked that it happened and I'm one of the most conservative members of the of the Senate, and we got people from both sides of the aisle. I had Senator Hayden, Senator Champion, voting with Senator Osmick. Well, okay, maybe you should think about that one, because that surely does sound screwy, doesn't it? Yep. But, but we got it done. But I did say this. I followed up saying, but too many times Republicans too easily, too quickly, too comfortably are willing to compromise. Why is it we have to use compromise to get anything we want to get done? Because when the Democrats get control of government, you know what they do? They ram it, ram it down your throat. Like in Minnesota, when they got gay marriage passed, they rammed it down our throats. And we had no no ability to have any compromise in there because they wouldn't listen. So, and, and they have a lot of really bad, bad, bad ideas. Every single governor candidate supports a gas tax increase. You're hearing the Democrats talk about affordable housing, transit, workforce, racial equity, living wage jobs. Um, uh, well, let education. me add a new one. Let me add a new one to you. Uh, they're going to start pushing for moving the smoking age to 21. I- I have that on my list. Yes. This is the dumbest thing, and I will be ready with an amendment. Here's my local paper. Uh My local paper has an editorial, Uh increase the legal age to buy tobacco products to 21. They all show up at these city meetings wearing their 21 Uh T-shirts, paid for with our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that and lots more. Sue Jeffers with Senator Dave Osmick, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Go Vikings! Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm talking with Senator Dave Osmick. Senator Osmick, check this out. Minnesota Senate is going solar this spring. Solar panels are being installed on the $90 million Senate office building. It is expected to generate up to 12%. Yeah. 12% of the building's electric electricity needs. Uh, this was all done by the Department of Administration. Commissioner Matt Massman, how the hell did this guy ever, ever, ever get um, approved to be a commissioner? Uh, he said the solar project is part of a larger effort to tap renewable energy for the capital complex. Um, the The $90 million slob the senate office building is expected to generate a whopping 164 megawatt hours of electricity per year uh, the commissioner massman said a sec 
second phase of the project could help the building get to a whopping 50 of its annual consumption from solar. Uh, He said, ultimately, we are spending the same amount of money, more or less, uh, (laughs) over the 20 to 25-year lifespan, and we're getting clean energy in the process. It seems like a win-win to him. Okay. Yeah, And now, wait a minute. And you know what it seems like to me? His friends are going to get rich off this crap. Gee, how that that how how does that surprise me? Not uh, first off. I'm going to give you that to take. Okay, I'll take that yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah, here, yeah, here, yeah, I got it yeah. in my not informally stained hands. Um, so, <laughs> you sound like Rush Limbaugh. Sort of like that. <laughs> I do too. I laugh every time he says it. So, so first off, first off, you build a ninety million dollar building and you do it so poorly that now you can read the break on some of the senators' offices in Senator Pratt's office. If you drop a golf ball at one side of the room, it will roll to the other side of the room because it's settling. Oh no! The, there are there are walls that are beginning to bow. That's what, ha- as I was told, that's what happened when you happens when you pour concrete in February in Minnesota. So that's one thing. Number I'll tell you two, another thing. Mm-hmm. In when I I was just over there like a month ago, um, and and when I walked in, it was freezing cold, and we could only get in one door because mm-hmm. all the other doors were locked. Oh. We went in, so there's this security guard that's right. sitting there who was not helpful, not very <laughs> friendly. It's like really, buddy, really. And I had my most charming um personality going so i was really <laughs> nice to him and he was a jerk well i i won't say anything about the capital security staff i don't want to have i know mostly they're in. pretty good i was yeah. shocked at how unfriendly he might have had was. a bad day or something no he wasn't he was reading well but when you walk in here i'll ask you this we're talking about energy and we're trying to you know we're going to have all this solar stuff on the building okay great well what's the first thing you see in the senate office building when you walk up to it Two stories worth of glass, I which know. is not insul. I mean, this is this is why we need all the energy is because we have to cool the glass or heat the glass depending on the time of the year. Does it kill birds? Uh, yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> and, and it's not so much because they're running into it like U.S. Bank, right, U.S. Bank right. Taxpayer Stadium. Uh, <laughs> it's also because we've got trees outside and the trees have berries on them. And the funny thing happens to berries after a certain length of time, they they do something called fermentation. We have drunk birds <laughs> committing suicide. Oh. Oh my god. Yes. I asked the st- sergeant at arms about office about it. I said, "Yeah, there are some that just fly into it just because they're stupid." Uh so theoretically it could be sort of like a cleansing of the bird pool that the dumb ones are fall- you know flying into our building. But more importantly, it's the drunk ones that are flying into the building. Oh so, my god. Uh, we're we're having issues now. So you know what's going to happen? We're going to have to probably tear all the trees out and put in trees that don't have berries on them so we're not creating drunken birds. Well, it's uh Pretty incredible building. It is nice. With no parking ramp. It, they don't make it easy for the people to get to see their senators. Well, we've got parking. <laughs> it's under the underneath. I know. Them. You guys have super nice parking. Yeah, it's okay. But for we the people trying to go to, 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 to the Capitol to play a role in things, to meet with our senators, to talk to people, uh, they don't make it easy. It would have been nice for them to put in more parking. There is... And I don't know if they're working on it right now. There used to be a bank right across the street uh, off one of the side corners or that uh, um, uh, that was there. I'm hoping that they're going to build some parking there. 
Oh, I saw them tearing that down. Yes. And working on it. or Yeah. yeah. So it's possible they may put a parking ramp up yeah, there. Yeah, but that then when they expensive. have parking, they gouge us like crazy. The parking's outrageously well, expensive. Well, when I'm in session, I'm paying $167 a month for my parking. So uh, it ain't cheap on my side either. But, wow. Yeah, yeah who well, cares? You got a big raise. Yeah, you all did. And you still get your per diem. And I warned you people, if you voted yes on that amendment to take our salary controls away from us and send it to a right. Blue Ribbon Fact-Finding Commission, I warned, I told you so. I knew that they were going to do this. So uh, if you have, if you voted yes, you have nobody to blame but yourself. I voted no, hell no. I voted I d- no yeah. as many times as I and could. I, and I, me too. And I tried to get as many people <laughs> as I knew to do it, but it, it was, it was... Uh, really, really crazy. So going back to the, um, to the governor's race, it's really interesting to listen to what some of the Democrat candidates are, are pushing for when they're out trying to be the next governor uh, of the great state of Minnesota. Every one of them supports a gas tax. Mm-hmm. Every one of them supports single payer. Well, let's talk about both of those things. The first thing you have to understand is that the way we fund roads is through something called the Highway User Distribution Tax. And that's a combination of what? Gas taxes and two other sources. And they always talk about how we have to have more gas. Let's raise it a dime. Let's raise a nickel. Was it two years ago? Last No, it was last session. I put up, after having to listen to Scott Dibble and uh, and John liar. Hoffman, yeah, they, they sat there and yammered for 45 minutes about we need to have more revenue, and they put tax, they, they had amendments to put tax, uh, they brought up amendments to have a new tax on gas. They wanted to have a distributor distributor's tax. Right! We they wanted to hide it. Hide it down at the the bottom uh, and we just we uncovered that one many years ago so shameful so we spent 45 minutes listening to them and i had staff in the back of the room about halfway through saying you know senator osmick are you gonna are you going to uh are you gonna let them get away with this and because they come to me because i'm just the kind of smart guy that you know smart a that wants to <laughs> will do it you. and they said well would you like to do something about it i said sure what do you have in mind how about a dime increase in the gas tax i said give me it and i did i of course I'm the guy who doesn't want taxes. I, I've got awards to prove it. And I took the microphone and I said, this is a 10, 10 cent a gallon gas tax. Thank you. Put it down. And the Democrats were stunned because they didn't want to vote for this. So they don't want to pay for it. Going back, though, to the highway user distribution tax, that tax is going up by 80% above inflation in the next 10 years. And that's based upon the numbers that MnDOT gives us. Why is it? Gas tax isn't going up. The amount of revenue we're getting isn't really increasing because the autos are becoming more and more efficient. What is going up is the price of your vehicle and the tabs that you pay. Because when you buy a vehicle, right. you are paying taxes and an increasing tax. Five years ago, I bought a, a, a really tripped out Silverado and I paid about $27,000, $28,000. Two years, last year, I bought it a, a stripped down version for about $40,000. So we're increasing above inflation by by a significant portion. Nobody wants to talk about that. In the next 10 years, by aggregate, we will have three quarters of a billion dollars more money to spend on roads. Nobody wants to talk about that. The Democrats sure as hell don't. So we have to tell people and explain why. And I, I did this in a debate. We have to tell people and get the media to report. This is where President Trump is absolutely right. Media will never do unless you push, push them to do the right thing. You're right. Uh, and Minlars. 
$90 million later, and I'm still waiting for my title. Oh, yeah, an incompetent. You said an incompetent person in administration. The guy for Minlars, he's the minute. He's the right. minute commissioner. He quit because we put too much pressure on him. HHS commissioner had to quit. You know right. why? Corruption, fraud. Incompetence. Oh. Yeah, and we're at the top of the hour. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, needless to say, Senator Rosmick, I want to keep you around. we got more to talk about. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, at 415, uh, Jim Newberger is going to call in, too. I'm really excited to hear from our, our U.S. Senate candidates. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers with Dave Osmick, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.